The Cybersecurity Outlook 2024 paints a grim picture. There is a growing inequity between organizations that are cyber-resilient and those that are not. Among 120 executives attending the World Economic Forum's annual meeting on cybersecurity, fewer than 1 in 10 correspondents believe that in the next two years, generative AI will give the advantage to defenders over attackers. Now, it doesn't help that cyber skills and talent shortage continue to widen, with 52% of public organizations citing this lack of resources and talent as their biggest challenge when designing for cyber resilience. Now, in the race to develop the next generation of tools and techniques, future CISO spoke to Gil Shred, founder and CEO of Checkpoint Software Technologies, for his thoughts on the next evolution of cybersecurity. In your view, what would be the three biggest developments in cybersecurity this year? I think this year we'll see more platforms and more consolidation in the marketplace. This is something we're predicting for quite some time. I'm not sure it will happen this year, but eventually it will happen. There is a lot of very cool and sophisticated technology in our marketplace, but there is too many of them. And the market can simply not absorb so many different products. And we will need to see some consolidation. That's one. Second is the use of AI, and AI, I think, is going to be very important in every marketplace, but in particular in the uh, cybersecurity space. And the last one is a good question. I'm debating between whether it's the need to protect against the most sophisticated attacks, what we call the fifth generation cyber attacks, the need to protect our data, which is now everywhere. And these are, so, but these are some of the key trends that I see and the key things in terms of important. So how would these developments, if you'd like to call them, impact the practice of cybersecurity and the profession itself in the years ahead. So not just 2024, but in the years ahead. I think it will have a more and more and more impact. I think companies have invested a lot in cybersecurity and that's important, but I don't think that they always build the right architectures and the right policies and so on and implemented them correctly. So we'll need to do better about that. We as technology vendors will need to support that and we need to provide better platforms, better architectures and not just good technologies or or good products for the marketplace. Uh, I think AI can change many professions. I'm not sure it will happen. Like many technologies that are looks very promising, they can trigger a revolution and I believe in a better revolution, but can also skip and become another nice technology and not a revolution. But I think AI can help us make it a revolution. I think AI can, first, AI powers the attackers. And AI kind of, for the bad part, democratize being a hacker. You don't need to be such a big security expert in order to be an attacker. You can take AI tools and they will make you very professional looking like hacker. And that's that's the risk. The flip side of that, you can also... um, Help AI protect against that. AI tools can detect and uh, attacks in a better way. AI tools can analyze events in a better way. AI tool can advise you on the best practices. Even things like saying, I'm this kind of company, this kind of, please advise me on what should be my priorities. Even when you design these priorities. And by the way, if you're a professional and you can say, why do I need that? I know what I'm doing. But still, even as a professional, sometimes it helps that somebody is organizing your line of thought. But more importantly, it can enable many management of companies to challenge their security experts. Because if now I'm now the CIO or the CEO of a company, and I'm not an expert on cyber, and I don't know what to ask, but I know it's important. And believe me, I'm meeting with board members and CEOs of companies. They all think that cyber is super important, and they all don't know what to do. They don't even know what to ask. Suddenly, if I am getting prepared for a meeting and I say, give me six questions that I should ask my CISO, the CISO will be very challenged because they'll start to get good questions from their managements.
Speaking of CISO, the last CISO I spoke to last year told me uh, it's easier to sell cybersecurity today. Uh, Boards recognize that. But at the same time, he still feels that he is still on the defensive because at this day and stage, 2023 uh, going forward, he finds that vendors, analysts, consultants will tell him, you are most likely already been hacked. And his thinking is, I've been invested so much already in this. And every year, I've been asking for an increase in my cybersecurity budget. What am I doing wrong? So that's a very valid point. And I think part of it is the fact, I spoke last year about what I call the three C's of cybersecurity. A solution needs to be comprehensive, address all the attack areas. If you say, no, that's not important, then you'll get the attack from there. So it's comprehensive. It needs to be consolidated so you can manage it and control it. And it needs to be collaborative. They're all still very important. This year I'm focusing a lot about the collaborative. Now think about if you build a defense force, let's say it's an army, and you got the best uh, airplane and you got the best fighter, and you got a few policemen and a few soldiers, and each of them is, some of them are extremely good, some of them are very good, but they don't speak to each other. You're not going to have an effective defense. If the alarm sign sounds and says somebody's entering the building and nobody's doing anything about it, and by the way, this is in many cases how cybersecurity looks today. You put a tool that detects an attack, it triggers an alert, nobody sees, nobody sees the alert. And then you do an investigation and you check and you said, I pay for this tool, why it's not working? And you see the tool gave you the alert, it's your fault. It's not the guy that gave you the tool. So you need, and that's the collaboration, you need these tools to work together. An alert should trigger an action. The action should be effective. All the different forces should work together. Mm. And it's very hard to achieve it today because the tools are from separate vendors, separate tools, they actually don't work together. It needs to be very simple. You cannot invest and think what to do. It seems to be automatic. And I think we're taking a real shot in making it real in Checkpoint, in in building a a collaborative platform that addresses the key areas of cybersecurity. And we also want it to be comprehensive and consolidated, which it is but to make it collaborative. And I think if we'll be successful in that, the level of cybersecurity that CISO enjoy will be greatly up. When you say collaborative, who are those people in the or companies in that collaborative? Do you mean even the competitors of Checkpoint? It can be the competitors. It's not the people, it's the technologies themselves. The technologies but themselves. yes, okay. if I'm, okay. again, I, I can take problems that are not even the most extreme. Let's say companies deploy tools to detect data leakage. You send information outside the company, mistakenly or not mistakenly. What happens today? There's some log generated when say if somebody sent a file that looks like it's a confidential to outside the company doesn't help anyone. Actually, I think companies do it to get less liability. They get more liability because now there is a list of 700 incidents that are suspicious and nobody has the time to check them. So if I want this technology to be collaborative, it needs to say either the same tool. It needs to say, no, you cannot send this data. Now we're saying, but I must send this data. So in this case, by the way, that's a technology that we invested many, many years ago that actually makes it collaborative with the user. It tells you as a user, the data you are sending seems like it's against our policy. Maybe you're sending it by mistakes, maybe it's the wrong email address, maybe you don't know, and you can say, no, I want to send it anyways, and then you need to explain why. And by the way, it can be, I mean, I'll send the, let's say, confidential data to the lawyer, 
it's okay to send it to the lawyer. But with a simple explanation that says I'm sending it to the lawyer. You provide it, the context. I provide the context. And by the way, we, we've tested it. It reduces the number of incidents by 99.8%. Because if you're doing something wrong and somebody tells you I'm catching you, you're saying, sorry, I didn't mean to do it. You're not going to say proceed. I know that I'm being, that I'm sending it to a lawyer. If it was a plain mistake, you're also going to correct. Mm. Now, there's principles how to do it. This one is an easy one. This one, by the way, it's internally focused. But talking about external it's the same thing. I'm identifying a file that's malicious. I'm identifying it because somebody sent it on email. Now, if you're a good attacker, let's say the email will stop the file. So somebody will send it to me through WhatsApp. They'll send it through me through Gmail. They'll make it on some site that I download stuff. And the fact that I stopped it on the email will still let a sophisticated hacker send it to me by three other vectors. And one of them will get through. With Checkpoint, with our collaborative effort, we identify the file once, no matter where, and then we block it everywhere. And oh. then you can download it, you can get it on, on your mobile. So it makes the life far more difficult. And this is the collaboration. It's the collaboration between the tool that does security for the email, for the network, for the mobile, for everything. There's a word I'm going to cite for you, especially since you brought up the idea of AI. So as AI matures, there's this term practice called offensive cybersecurity. Are you familiar with it? So how will this offensive strategy impact the CISO's team in the performance of their duties? If you mean offensive by, by what? By uh... The practice, of, rather than, okay, for the most part, cybersecurity has been a defensive position. Yeah. Right? We wait until something happens. But what the offensive suggests or implies is we are getting aggressive. We are, as uh, protectors of the enterprise uh, on cybersecurity space, we are implementing strategies, solutions, practices, and frameworks that are meant to... I'll call it more proactive. I think <laughs> we need to be proactive and we need to understand what we're trying to defend against, how to do it right. And again, there's many things around that that should be like for example the most important thing is to protect our data our data today unfortunately is kind of left the company it's already outside we are putting it on public sites we are putting it on SaaS services we're putting it in many many places so we are not in control anymore of our data but there's still a lot of things we can do to secure our data we can encrypt the data Encrypt documents. Think about that practice. We're doing in Checkpoint, we are encrypting all our documents inside Checkpoint for more than a decade now. I haven't found any other organization that does the same practice for all the documents. It's kind of interesting. Now, that's important because if you're sending the file to the wrong person, because if the file goes and being stored externally, if it's encrypted, the risk of losing that data is very, very low. If it's not encrypted, it's very, very high. So don't wait until this data lost. Don't wait until you figure out that your people actually store the data elsewhere. I asked, by the way, a bunch of CISOs today how many of them use SharePoint, which is basically means you put your data on the cloud, and I think it was like 95% in the room. That's not a surprise. <laughs> not a surprise at all. It's scary not just because the data is out there. It's scary because you're not controlling anymore who can access the data and how they and what means because now it's controlled by the developers of the application that access the data and they are not yours. They are Microsoft, they may be other vendors. And they are not necessarily, or they don't take an oath that said we will protect your data. Yeah, to no, the they care about other things. They care about enabling the access to the data, yes. not the opposite. That's always an issue. How, how do you balance the requirement to enable and to protect? 
Anyway, last question for you. There is expectation, and you mentioned it once, with AI will be embedded in many of the critical business applications, especially this year. How will this impact SecOps or DevSecOps? And any suggestion for COs, CIOs, and CISOs in terms of readying their organization for this inevitable position where a lot of the business applications, including email, will have embedded in it AI? First, I think it's it's a very high potential to have more AI in our business and so on. I think it's, it still takes time until it will happen. I hope it will happen sooner rather than later because I'm, I'm seeing it in Checkpoint that we're doing a lot of effort and AI can provide huge value and every pilot that you do and every test shows you how much power it has. Embedding it into the business process, embedding it into the company systems is much more difficult. It takes a little bit more. I think in terms of security, we'll need to make some tools that, that make sure that you don't send on AI the data that you're not supposed to send there. That data is not shared enough. I think that we need to uh, maybe some places indicate which data was genuinely regenerated and which data was generated by AI. There is a lot of consequences that we don't even think about, about what will be. And I think we will need to learn about that. We are investing it in a lot in Checkpoint to be on the forefront of all these places in the industry. Our topic is the next evolution of cybersecurity. It's 2024. AI is maturing faster than we expected. What is your view? What does the next evolution of cybersecurity look like? I think it will be effective, that it will work. I think, it, I guess I mentioned, we'll see consolidation, we'll see uh, more collaboration, we'll see, we'll need to see more platforms. Companies adopt more platforms, and we want to be this platform. That's it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was Gail Shred, founder and CEO of Checkpoint Software Technologies, on the topic of the next evolution of cybersecurity. You are listening in the podcast for future CISO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CISO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CISO. Bye for now.